0: You may have heard it referred to as shame, and that shame grows in silence. We understand through Celebrate Recovery that life change happens when we can get real and vulnerable with our pain and literally watch the shame fall away. Today we're going to talk about that. Welcome to Hope and Recovery, a Fellowship Celebrate Recovery podcast. This is a podcast that's uh, full of life change stories, uh, recovery topics, and really geared toward helping us with our mental, emotional, spiritual, and even our relational health. Celebrate Recovery is a ministry based on the Beatitudes that helps us through the power of Jesus Christ face our hurts hang-ups and habits, and ultimately find our purpose and plan as we walk in freedom. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism. My name is Rodney. Rodney. I'm the ministry leader of Celebrate Recovery at Fellowship Bible Church in Rogers, Arkansas. Celebrate Recovery and... uh, Welcome. Thank you so much for being here with us today. And I'm excited uh, as we're talking about this this overriding uh, principle of shame. And I think uh, anyone listening can relate to shame and uh, how it can uh, keep us in a stuck place. And uh, I've got a, a special guest with me today. She's actually, one of our long uh, time leaders and encourager coach here at our Rogers Campus Celebrate Recovery and uh, Karina thank you so much for uh, joining us here today
1: yeah glad to be here
0: yeah uh, once you introduce yourself and then we'll jump into some great conversation
1: yeah, I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with codependency, control, and love and relationship addiction, and my name is Karina.
0: Hey, Karina. So, Karina, uh, I know a lot about your story, and I'm excited um, you agreed to come come on and, and be a part of this. I'm excited for people to hear a little bit of your story, and and um, you and I have had some conversations about this, and just hearing your testimony uh, on Friday nights and just watching the growth in, in you individually and in your marriage as a mom, as a leader and just how, uh, shame, uh, played a part, um, in your life and recovery. So maybe we could, we can start, um, I'd love to just kind of talk about, you know, shame, shame is one of those things that when it festers in our heart, um, it kind of takes us into this place of silence and hiding, right? And as it's been said, I think it was Brene Brown that said that shame grows in silence. Mm, yeah. And I'd love to just kind of talk about you when you were coming into recovery, and even as you were getting ready to come into recovery, how did how did uh, shame uh, keep you in that place of silence in your life?
1: Uh, gosh, just. Coming into recovery, I felt so much shame. I didn't feel like I belonged. I didn't feel valued, didn't feel loved or worthy uh, because of a lot of the things that I went through as a child and just a lot of the lies that I learned as a child to believe about myself. And a lot of those things were the shame-based thinking, not feeling good enough, feeling like I don't fit in, feeling like I don't belong, unvalued. And um, so coming in to celebrate recovery, I really expected to feel those things again, yeah, uh, when I came in.
0: Yeah. So some some choices from hurt, unresolved hurt, which then led to some bad core beliefs, which then led to some unhealthy choices. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those choices in our life can kind of take us to this place of, oh man, this just confirms. And a lot of times our choices can confirm the very thing that we're believing, right? If I believe I'm unlovable, if I believe that I'm stupid or yeah. uh, whatever, then we find ourselves in that place of doing the very things that mm-hmm. confirm mm-hmm. what we're believing, right? What were those? I mean, you kind of hit on a couple of those. What were some of those shame messages? And as much as you feel comfortable, what are some of the things that you found yourself doing that would confirm those beliefs?
1: Yeah. As an adult, I began seeking love and attention, affirmation, proof of value from others instead of seeking Christ's truths um, about myself. And so that shame on top of shame led me into greater risks to feel loved and feel valued. So mm. um, I actually stepped out on my marriage um, and almost lost everything. Mm. And, uh, and of course, I, I kept that all a big secret, or I, so, so I thought. But then God... God brought it to the surface and he helped me to face the truths mm. by my husband finding out. And when I expected my husband to throw me out, yeah. he didn't, he gave me God's grace and compassion and love. Yeah. So I was doing those very things of acting out to kind of bring forth the truth that yes, I am unvalued. Yes, I am unloved mm. But God's truth uh, overcame all of that. And it yeah still blows me away to this day as you can tell I'm kind of speechless. Yeah. It, yeah. Really.
0: <laughs> no, I, I appreciate your vulnerability. Yeah, thanks. I mean, even as you're talking about it, it's kind of cool to think about that. Um, the Lord is breaking down any more shame in that space, right? Mm-hmm. That, that you can speak openly about that. I know one of the things that I remember just from your testimony, just that interaction, uh, cause you did expect, your husband was going to leave you. Yes. And that, that is such a, and you talk about a helpless place. It's almost like preparing for the blow, mm-hmm. right? And, and I remember, I think it was on your back deck. Yes. And you're sitting on your back deck and just imagining the shame messages that the enemy's telling you. So this is out in the light now, mm-hmm. and, and the enemy's telling you some things. Yeah. What's he telling you in that space?
1: The enemy is telling me you've gone too far. Mm. You can't come back from this. You're going to lose everything. Yeah. And you're going to go back into the deep pit of despair where you belong. Yeah. That was the message that I was believing. Um, and what I totally expected. And then my husband just completely yeah. <laughs> did the exact opposite of all of that grace. Thanks to celebrate recovery. Yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah and and i just for our listeners um there's some people probably hearing that right now you know just this this message of you've done it now Mm -hmm. and we talk about that a lot just this you know pain in life is inevitable but but misery is optional and that place of misery that that's where the enemy had you in that place of misery that Mm -hmm. you've gone too far and, and maybe someone's listening right now and they're you're hearing that same message that you've gone too far. And, and, and the enemy will do that. Won't he? He'll, he'll kind of entice us with, Hey, you got this. Mm -hmm. It's not a big deal. Take this small step here. And, Mm -hmm. and then he just hammers us with those shame messages. Right. And, and convinces us, you can't go home now. Mm -hmm. You've gone too far. In fact, not only are you going to lose everything, I wonder what what were you believing about how your interaction with the Lord would be from this point forward.
1: I didn't even think I could face the Lord.
0: Hmm.
1: And it was on that back deck where I was in I was in a heap, just curled up crying and my hand reaching up to God, help me, I don't know what to do. I'm completely lost. I don't think I can come back from this. And hmm. that was when my husband took my hand and in my mind, that was God taking my hand. Wow! And He took me into His arms and He said, "If you're willing to do the work of recovery, we will get through this together." Wow! And <laughs> I will never get over that.
0: Totally backwards from what you were. Completely. Expecting. <laughs> yeah, completely. What a beautiful, beautiful picture and and a picture of grace. I mean, that mm-hmm. sometimes we, I think, we forget. I know I can forget that the grace is an undeserved gift. Mm-hmm right absolutely and here your husband is modeling that and Mm -hmm. it's a fraction of what the father gives us yeah Uh, but so so he takes your hand and i Mm -hmm. love that picture of the father taking your hand you're in Mm -hmm. a place of desperation you've been making these choices you've kind of stepped out on your marriage um i'm lost Mm -hmm. where do i go from here but now your husband is saying hey if you're willing to do the work Mm -hmm. um I'm in this with you and yeah. that had to be a pretty, um, reassuring just to know somebody was in it with you.
1: Very, yeah. I was very willing to do whatever I needed to do to save the marriage and to get back into what I felt like, get back into grace with God, even yeah. though God has already given me the grace. I still, of course, thought I needed to earn it
0: Yeah. 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 and
1: whatever I need to do, I'll do it.
0: Yeah. So when, when we have those, um, we talk often about the brain kind of is like, uh, Velcro, right? Some mm-hmm. of those shame messages stick to them and it yes. takes a while to un, uh, unstick those things. But what did that look like in your recovery? So you got a husband that's standing by your side. Thank mm-hmm. God for that. Mm-hmm. The Lord loves you. You're beginning to embrace the father you you've. Visited Celebrate Recovery with a community group mm-hmm. just to kind of check it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now, okay, I know this is a tool. This is something I need. I need to jump into the process. What did that look like? I'm just want to take, take, uh, even our listeners back to what's that first night like for you mm-hmm. post being taken by the hand by your husband yeah. and you're walking through the door ready to do what, as your husband said, if you're willing to work it. I'm yes. willing to work it. And now you just walk through the door of Celebrate Recovery. I'm sure it had to be a little bit scary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a little bit. But overall, I was honestly very excited because I had already had that initial visit with the community group a year prior. And that's when my husband started. Um, and mm. so God was able to work in him and help him with his own recovery on his own issues at that point Uh, so when i came a year later for my own um on my own will Mm. that was when i i wasn't really nervous i was thinking about i was like was i nervous walking in there i wasn't nervous i was nervous about actually going into open chair Mm. and I would like to speak into that in a moment yeah. if you give me a yeah, yeah, no, I'd
0: love to, and yeah. those that might be listening is like, what's open share, right? Exactly. That's, it's a, it's a space where we do gender specific time of small group where we just can talk about a victory. We can talk about a struggle. Maybe it's geared toward the focus question that, that mm-hmm. we will feed the group, but, um, but yeah, tell me about that. You walk into your first open share group. Yeah, you're carrying so, all these shame messages.
1: Yes. And- so I walk into my first open share group and there's the leader at the door. She greets me and, and she's handing out the sheets that have the problem and solution on them. Uh, and and I go in there and I sit down and I'm thinking the shame messages all that entire time as I'm sitting down and I'm getting ready to spill my guts out basically to the group and tell them what I had done because I also wanted recovery. Mm. I wanted to save my marriage. I wanted to, as again, I said, get back into grace with God because I felt like that's what I needed to do. Um, I sit there and we went through our introductions and then it was time to share. And during the share time, that was when I started to share what it was that I had done and I expected looks of disgust. Mm. I expected judgment people to judge me, people to get up and just walk out. I expected all of these things and they didn't do any of that. They just looked at me. And then when I was finished, it was thank you for sharing. <laughs> and, and at the <laughs> like, end of what? The, group, In the
0: world have I stepped
1: yeah, <laughs> And at the end of the group, uh, when it was finished, I had several ladies, including the leader of that group that day, come over to me and introduce themselves you know personally to me, offer their phone numbers Wow and became accountability partners with them that day and I those are very big relationships that I still have to this day. These wow. sisters in Christ are so valuable.
0: So I just want to just kind of paint that picture because you, you painted a beautiful picture of on the back deck mm. you're broken, you're hearing these shame messages. Um, God meets you in that place through your husband. Mm-hmm. Your husband takes you by the hand. Jesus takes you by the hand. Yeah. Now you're willing to work it. You go to a Celebrate Recovery meeting. You're scared as all get out. I'm going to my mm-hmm. first open share group. And I just, I don't want to miss the picture of though you were expecting a stiff arm yeah, or ridicule or yes. rejection, whatever. Mm-hmm. What you got was multiple hands, additional yeah. hands of people reaching out and saying, hey, here's my number. Yeah. I'm with you in this Mm -hmm. call me. Yeah. What, what is that? Like, how do you just take that in, in your heart just as you're kind of bringing me into that space right here now? What's yeah. What's that like just to kind of bring that, bring me into that and what that experience was like for you. It
1: it just, again, I've, and I've had so many times in my 12 and a half years now of recovery, I have just been blown away so many different times, but that night I was blown away. Mm. I expected bad things. I expected to feel judged. I expected to feel hated. I expected women to grab their husbands and run because they thought I was going to be after them. I I expected all of these horrible things. And when I didn't get those things, when I got acceptance and love and care Mm. and accountability, that just felt like I had won something big, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> like, did I just win the lottery? Wow! I don't deserve this. Why am I getting this? Once again, I'm getting you know blessing upon blessing. It just wow. blows me away. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's such a great picture, and even just watching you share it, I can tell that's <laughs> emotional, right? Yeah. I mean, just thinking yeah. about the love, yeah, the acceptance, mm-hmm. and um, what a what a great picture. Um, something we all crave, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. I want, to, I want to take a, a quick break and then when we come back, I want to kind of continue that conversation, maybe talk a little bit about what the step study small group process um, meant for you as it relates to kind of poking at those shame messages and yeah. uh, we're all works in progress, right? But mm-hmm. what that looked like uh, for you. So I'm talking to, to Karina, uh, one of our encourager coaches in our Rogers campus, Celebrate Recovery and just hearing a little bit of her heart and how it relates to shame and, and, um, the hope of what, um, this ministry through Jesus Christ can do in our lives. So when we come back, we'll continue that conversation. Stick with us. Well, around the holidays, sometimes it, can be a little bit desperate trying to find a place that we can connect. Uh, sometimes we might even need a break from our family, and and that's okay. Um, Celebrate recovery. We we make a commitment that we're here every single Friday night. We're on both campuses in Fayetteville and Rogers, and and this holiday season uh, is no exception. We we actually will be here on December twenty third. And uh, we're going to do a special focus on on Christmas through the lens of recovery and just this general thought that hope comes from knowing I'm not alone. And we're going to talk about what that looks like and why Christmas speaks to our heart in that space. And um, we hope that you can come join us. We'll be there at six o'clock on both campuses for a great meal. And then we'll start our time of worship at uh, 7 p.m. As we connect uh, with each other. And we hope that you'll join us on December 23rd at Celebrate Recovery on both campuses. Go to fellowshipcr.org if you'd like more information. Welcome back. We're talking with Karina, one of our e coaches uh, for Celebrate Recovery on the Rogers campus of Celebrate Recovery. and. Uh, Karina, thanks for for being here with us. I'm already loving. I know you're blessing our listeners, and and um, just want to encourage you. Thanks for sharing this podcast, and and uh, we're hearing a lot of good feedback. People sharing it, and uh, people are learning about this ministry and and the power, um, the effectiveness of it. And thanks for the high rating. That helps us to to get more exposure as well. But but Karina, we are just talking about the power of that open share group, and what a great picture that people would meet you in that place and and love on you mm-hmm. uh, in that space um to though and that in the small group guidelines help kind of create that safety right we're not here to fix we're not here to judge mm-hmm. we're here to listen and recovery a big part of recovery is listening right, right. we do share but yeah. To hear from other women, in your case, in that Mm -hmm. small group, Mm -hmm. the life change and even the hurts and going, oh, maybe I'm not the only one on the planet, right, (laughs) dealing (laughs) with this. But with that lens, as you got into what that kind of that third door, that third leg of the ministry, we call a step study small Mm -hmm. group, which is just working through the, the curriculum and actually, you know, doing a little bit of homework that we bring into the small group. That Through that lens of realizing that I'm not alone and that other people struggle to, as you began to work uh, those questions in a step study group, uh, which are designed to kind of really kill that shame, mm-hmm. right? How did that How, how did that um, affect you in that space to be able to kind of poke at some of those old ingrained shame messages? What that look like as you jumped into that process?
1: Yeah, so... First of all, after I started CR, I immediately wanted to get into a step study. And unfortunately, I had to wait three months, but that was okay. That was all in God's perfect timing um, because that set me up to meet two of the most wonderful women who led that group, who I also am still friends with to this day. Um, Great ladies. Love that. Uh, They helped me to set aside my thoughts of myself through my own eyes. I got to look at myself through God's eyes Yeah, and it wasn't through their eyes. It was through God's eyes. They pointed to me. They pointed me to the truths through the step study and through personal talks and prayer time together. And through that, I was able to see myself through a different lens. I was able to see myself as a child of God. Wow. And I was able to actually feel worthy and feel loved. Yeah. Which again, as I've said before, blew my mind. Yeah. (laughs) That's the theme of my life.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, what I love about that, Karina, I'm glad you said that because, um, it's not just coming into a space of just kind of words of affirmation and positive thinking it is based on truth. Right. And we talk, you know, celebrate recoveries, not just a ministry to help us deal with our hurts, hangups and habits. It's Mm -hmm. It's a discipleship program, isn't it? Yes. Right. We're we're learning how to first acknowledge where we are, and that's so important. And it? it feels hard yeah. to say this is what I believe about myself. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm feeling, but not just stay there. Right. Right? The right. God's truth, you know, because it is based on God's word. We mm-hmm. we apply God's truth to our life, and mm-hmm. so uh, I love that you brought that in. That that God's truth began to. Um, what I hear you saying is kind of penetrating your heart yes. and your mind um, to kind of punch those old shame messages in the mouth. Yeah, right? and so as you're inviting a a new group of women into that, they're they're giving you the same response of mm-hmm. love and acceptance. Yeah, and you're hearing from some other women, mm-hmm. right? And obviously, we're not going to give up anonymity and confidentiality no. and right. what they're sharing. But mm-hmm. generally speaking what are you hearing in there that that's encouraging your heart to keep going?
1: Yeah. I'm hearing that I'm not alone and that I'm not the only one. I, I, that the things that I went through, um, were not exclusive to just me Mm. and my, my feelings of shame, rejection, abandonment, unlovableness, that all was not just on Karina. It wasn't like my special little lot in life. Yeah. Um, I used to have this saying, like, that's just my lot in life. Mm. And it's not my lot in life. My lot in life is uh, something that God has given me. Yeah. So I can turn around and give it to other people.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You know, it's what's so powerful. Maybe you could speak to this. Uh, you know, the inventory process is scary, right? I mean, mm-hmm. step four, principle four, it's scary because. Those shame messages come from a place of woundedness, right? So Mm -hmm. hurt people hurt people. And we're not blaming family. We're just being honest about how those relationships and what they did impacted Mm -hmm. us. We can still love people in our life and still acknowledge, hey, that hurt me, Mm -hmm. right? So the inventory process is you're kind of organizing that pain
1: Mm.
0: and you're writing down the events, and then just thinking about the damage, mm-hmm. you know, where we get to the emotions, yeah, we get to the the, the belief systems that we've developed, right, and yeah. how that's affected us, and ultimately led to our part. Mm-hmm. We have to acknowledge what we've done with that. But how did how did that land for your heart when you start writing out some of those those belief systems and emotions on paper? And seeing that in black and white yeah. uh, for the first time as you were walking through that. Just can you kind of yeah. invite us into that?
1: Yeah, there's a, 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 there's a process that happens when you take something from your mind and you put it down on paper. That's one process itself where it becomes a reality. And I did a lot of talking to my sponsor during that process um, because the initial thing that I did was I tried to rush myself through it. As soon Mm. as I heard the word inventory and of course my wanting to change so quickly, I was like, I'm on it right now. And I started (laughs) it really too soon. And then I started just doing, there's, there's two sides to an inventory. There's the, you know, the hurts and then the other side are positive things that have happened in your life. And I did not focus on the positive things at all. And that was very detrimental to me and my recovery. Uh, It actually caused me to want to quit, which I, did not do obviously and i'm so glad i'm so glad <laughs> so glad that i didn't wow. but uh but my sponsor really helped me i talked to my sponsor a lot about the shame messages and the things that i was starting to feel as i was writing these things down even if i was writing down hurts that occurred to me it was almost like a part of me was being tapped to refeel that shame And then she explained to me that it was okay to feel that shame. Let's look at it. Let's examine it. And then let's see what God says about it. Yeah. And that was a place that I had never gone to before. And so it just saved my life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I love that picture hard though. Mm, Very. Yeah. But even just the reminder to acknowledge the positive things. And that's, that's what's interesting Mm -hmm. with, with shame in our wounds, right? the, Mm -hmm it is right in front of our face. And it feels like that's the world, doesn't it? Mm -hmm, It does. It's like there's nothing else good in this world because Mm -hmm. this this is clouding my full vision, right? Mm -hmm. So tell me about how that, obviously as you, through the step study process, you're you're organizing pain throughout the entire thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just during the inventory, but you're talking about who hurt you and how they hurt you. Yeah. Step four is just kind of organizing it, right? Mm -hmm. But- um, how did that? How did that change your perspective to be able to almost zoom out from the the hurt and give you a better, a bigger perspective of even the good things to be able to receive that? Because in the shame, right. you don't deserve to feel good. Yeah, right. You're yeah. bad. Right. Uh, so forget about the good. You you need to almost kind of crucify yourself because right. of the things you've done bad, and that's right. not the gospel message. But mm-hmm. how did that change your perspective? about kind of flipping those shame messages to God's truth. So how did that work for you?
1: Yeah, as I uh, began working on my inventory and doing it in a healthy way where I'm focusing on, you know, not only the hurts, but also the positives that happened in my life, I was able to do that zoom out thing and I was able to see my whole life wasn't about shame. Yeah. I went through some things in some very important developmental time in my life where the shame tried to take hold, but I ended up realizing that there was a lot of positives that happened in my life. And I was able to see that. I was able to see a lot of good things that happened in my life. And even some of the people that hurt me, I was able to see their hurt and, and the things that they went through. And I was Mm. able to have like a bigger understanding of the hurt people, hurt people phrase and how it applies to my life. And I was able to then be able to offer forgiveness.
0: Yeah. I love that. And it's in the right order. I think that's so good that you said that because sometimes we get that out of the wrong or in the wrong order. Mm -hmm. We, we look at, the people that hurt us and what they lived in their lives. So we said, well, maybe I shouldn't feel this, right? Right. I love the order of that. I'm going to process my pain. I'm not going to minimize this. Mm -hmm. What they did hurt me, and it made me feel these things. Mm -hmm. But as I break down those shame messages, as I honor the pain, it gave me a bigger perspective to be able to lean in with curiosity and go, oh, they, they were just prisoners of war. Yeah. Which helps with the forgiveness piece. I'm absolutely. assuming.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. 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 So how did, how did forgiveness play into um, sounds like some self forgiveness? Yeah. Uh, how did that play into killing that shame in Karina's life?
1: Uh, it helped me to open up. It helped me to have restored relationships. And there were some relationships that were not restored. Um, And again, forgiveness is not for them. And so that's okay. Um, It just helped me to get out of my pain Mm. and uh, focus on God's truths about myself. Yeah.
0: I love that. Yeah. Well, Karina, so obviously God's done an amazing thing in your life and we could talk a long time on that. Mm. Um, As we kind of wind down on our time here, what somebody's listening, And they are that person, they're sitting on the back deck, they're carrying the weight of their sin, the weight of the world on their shoulders, feeling like they're all alone and wondering, can God really help me? Mm -hmm. Uh, As you're just speaking to that person and they're listening right now and they're hearing your words, what would you say to that person that uh, is feeling that hopeless, helpless place that that you can relate to in your own story? And what would you say to them?
1: Yeah, I'd like to let you know that you have not gone too far. You are not unlovable. You are very reachable, and uh, God wants an intimate, intimate relationship with you. And uh, he says in uh, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17 and 18, that there, therefore there is now, or excuse me, if anyone is in Christ, mm. The new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. So you're not stuck in the life you've been living. You haven't, you haven't, you haven't sinned too much. You haven't become this unreachable person that is doomed to repeat the same mistakes over and over again. God wants a relationship with you. He wants to let you see his truths. Yeah. And that's why we have this beautiful forever family at Celebrate Recovery that can do that. Yeah. Otherwise, I know that I'd still be in that pit. I'm so grateful yeah. for CR. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. And what a great, great reminder that, that nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Yeah. Right. Mm. Well, Karina, just watching your life and how many years you've been in Celebrate Recovery now?
1: Twelve and a half years.
0: Twelve and a half years. And Very your happily. husband... Your kids, 13, yeah. yeah, 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 just uh, watching them grow up in recovery yeah. and giving them a vocabulary. Um, mm-hmm. um, and you serve so faithfully. I love that God's not wasting the hurt. You have a phenomenal Amen. voice. Amen. Um, what's the what's the, your your page for your personal uh, music?
1: Oh, Karina Holloway music. Yeah, Karina yeah.
0: Holloway music. Go check that out. Yeah. Uh, we're seeing people even in other countries using your music yeah. and and doing. Choreography to it. Oh, and, for God's and, uh, glory. Yeah, so Amazing. Go, go check that out. But Thank you. Karina, thanks for your heart and love you so much. And every time I hear your story, it just draws me closer to you. And, mm. and uh, you and Joe, uh, you mm. both are so faithful. Joe, her husband, serves in the landing and uh, does a phenomenal job helping our students. But uh, thanks for, for being with us today. Thanks. Uh, thanks for sharing. But if you're listening and you're struggling... Um, Just take those words in. Nothing, nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. Here's the hope. As you come home to the Father and he begins to break down those shame messages through his truth, his wisdom, the hope is that he would change our choices, that he transforms us. If you're looking for a Celebrate Recovery and you want to jump into this process to break down those old lies the enemy has convinced you of, Please don't do this alone. And, and if the enemy's telling you that you will not be accepted, that you got to get it figured out before you come home to the church and celebrate recovery, renounce those lies in Jesus' name. This is what this place is for. So if you'd like to find a group, uh, join us on Friday night, fellowshipcr.org. We've got a list of other groups in the community as well, and we hope you'll join us. We'd love to do it with you. Until then, God bless you.